Before signing his next contract with the Boston Bruins, David Pasternak wants to know the team will remain competitive post Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. And it looks like they have part of that answer in Pavel Zaka, who is already setting career numbers in black and gold. Let's talk about last night's win over the stars and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren. And this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Wednesday, February 15th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. Every day, it's free and available on your favorite podcast app as well as on YouTube. So please do smash that subscribe button and never miss a thing. Now... Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. The Boston Bruins, winners in overtime last night against the Dallas Stars in a very entertaining and spirited affair. And before we touch on the game specifically, we need to talk about Pavel, Zaka, and David Pasternak. We all know David Pasternak has yet to sign a contract extension beyond this season. One of the sticking points there is money. Well, term, you're going to get the full eight years. The valuation is a sticking point, but he also wants to know that the team will stay good with the not imminent but nearing departures of Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. And that's fair. There's a conversation to be had about how easy that will be with him and Charlie McAvoy, perhaps commanding close to 25% of all available cap space. But Don Sweeney did Amazing work this past summer by flipping Eric Howla for Pavel Zaka, who was instrumental in last night's win over the Dallas Stars. He scored the game-tying goal in the third period, snapping a picture-perfect shot past Jake Ottinger, uh, and then... He drew the secondary assist on David Pasternak's game-winning goal in overtime. Zaka now has 12 goals, 25 assists for 37 points in 53 games with the Boston Bruins, and that eclipsed the career high in points that he set last season in 70 games as a member of the New Jersey Devils. He's still shy of his career high in goals. He scored 17 in 50 games back in 2020-21. So 
not necessarily the um yeah most of uh, goals per game of his career he's not scoring at that record pace for himself but 37 points uh 12 goals already and he is on pace for 19 39 for a total of 57 points over the course of a full 82 games he's yet to miss a game this season for the Bruins so he's already set career highs in points he's on pace to set a career high in goals and while he's largely been playing on the left wing with David Krejci and David Pasternak, the hope is, as a natural center, he can at least fill the second line center role moving forward or play on a line with David Pasternak long-term, making that, I guess, your de facto number one line, and then you build a second line around Marchand, DeBrusque, and another center. That's all provided David Krejci and Patrice Bergeron don't return next season, which isn't necessarily uh, written in stone. It's quite possible that both guys will be back. But regardless, as we approach the trade deadline, you look back at some of Don Sweeney's trades, I would argue that is one of the stronger uh, aspects of his tenure as Boston Bruins general manager. And the Pavel Zaka straight up for Eric Howla deal is a huge win for Don Sweeney. Not only is he younger than Howla, but he's more productive as well. Howla with uh, four goals, 19 assists in 53 games with the Devils. Uh, he had 44 points last season with Boston. Zaka on track to uh, really eclipse that this season. Um, so, yeah, as we approach the trade deadline, we remember the Hampus Lindholm trade last year. We remember the Taylor Hall trade a couple years before that. Um Don Sweeney does good work at the trade deadline, bringing in Charlie Coyle. And so uh, hopefully that trend can and will continue. But Pavel Zaka, of course, will be in the mix for several seasons to come. And hopefully that helps entice David Pasternak to remain in black and gold. Again, I don't think there's any concern that he won't um, resign. It's a matter of valuation. And having a countryman and friend in Pavel Zaka should hopefully help things along as well. Let's talk more about the win over the Dallas Stars. But first, a quick word about FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. Those are bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is safe and secure, super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from money lines to point scores and threes drained. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet 
of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day. Every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, you can check out all teams from all sports and get all the latest on your favorite squads. Now, one of the highlights last night was seeing the Bruins siblings celebrating quite exuberantly after David Postronach scored the game-winning goal. And I know a lot of us felt the exact same way after the Bruins had dropped four of their last five. Talks about them peaking too early, slipping in the NHL standings. Perhaps Carolina could catch up to them. Last night, not the most dominant performance by the Bruins. In fact, they were uh, decimated in one area of the game, which was face-offs. They only won 19% of their face-offs, which is incredible when you consider who they have down the middle. Makes you wonder if they're going to look for depth down the middle, particularly to play third or fourth line. uh, If Thomas Noshik remains out or even in place of him, but a huge win for the Bruins who battled back on the road. They were down two one, Heading into the third period, after goals from Rupe Hintz and Jason Robertson, Pavel Zaka, again with the game tire, and then Pasternak with an incredible strike past Ottinger on a feed from Charlie McAvoy in overtime. Jim Montgomery said he liked the team's response the entire game. It was his 100th career win as an NHL head coach. Some of those, of course, coming in Dallas. He loved the way the Bruins started, loved the adversity they faced within the game. It was a playoff atmosphere. Dallas, of course, top team in the West, a very good team. And the Bruins eventually coming out with their 40th win of the season. The first team in the NHL to reach that plateau this season. Also tying the NHL record for fewest games to 40 wins matching the 2015-16 Washington Capitals. There's a belief in the locker room that if they play the right way, they've got a lot of depth that can overcome a lot of adversity. The Bruins kept pushing. Uh, They killed penalties. Didn't score on the power play again, of course, which is an issue that hopefully will be remedied when Jake DeBrusque returns as early as tomorrow night. But the Bruins... Strong third period team, and it paid off. Uh, Pavel Zaka saying they kept coming, especially in the third. Great overall game, keeping it simple in the neutral zone, trying to get chances, uh, blocking shots, and the Bruins four for four on the penalty kill, including a five on three in the second period, um, and one in overtime after Brad Marchand was called for interference after a collision with his old pal, Tyler Sagan. Derek Forbort, huge on the penalty kill once again. And the Stars, a very good team to come out, 
of this game with two points on the road, highlighted by a beautiful goal in overtime. Uh, it really helps you to feel better about the Bruins. The Bruins, um, five on five in this one, they had the advantage in shot attempts, shots, scoring chances, high danger chances. It evened out a bit in terms of overall play with a slight imbalance in the man advantage. Bruins still had more shots, more scoring chances, more high danger chances, and uh, they deserved to win this one. Linus Allmark, a little shaky in the two goals that he allowed, both through the five holes, still emerged with a 935 save percentage in this one for the victory. Uh, sorry, David Pasternak, massive in this game. He had the goal. He had a secondary assist on Zaka's goal. Team high, eight shots. He chipped in a hit. Three blocks as well. I mean, you can give him Big Bear of the night every single night, but uh, he was huge in this one once again. Hembus Lindholm had a great game, an assist. With four blocks, two shots, just a great team effort for the Boston Bruins, who really, I don't want to say needed this one, but it was very important to um, rebound from that disappointing loss to the Capitals coming out of the break and to just get back on a positive track. They wanted to win for the siblings who were watching from a suite inside the American Airlines Arena. Zaka in particular, his sister Leona, was visiting the U.S. for the very first time. Uh, so going to Dallas, having been in Boston, now going to Nashville, he was very happy that she got to see him perform at such a high level. Linus Allmark, his brother is here. Very special feeling. Yeah, You know, the... NHL teams have a lot of mom strips, dad strips, sibling strip. I can't remember hearing of that before, but it's a fantastic idea. And um, it's cool that the Bruins were able to step up and get the two points for their siblings. And they'll try again tomorrow night in Nashville uh, before they return home to host the somewhat struggling New York Islanders on Saturday. The Bruins, like I said, the first team 240 wins this season. Carolina, New Jersey, Tampa next at 35. They're back over the 800 mark when it comes to point percentage, plus 81 goal differential. The power play still struggling, needs a little work, but again, hopefully the return of Jake DeBrusque can help that. Another note, we'll do our Cup check tomorrow. Look at the top five teams around the NHL, where the Bruins rank. A change in the Atlantic as Tampa has overtaken Toronto for third place. They'd have home ice advantage in the opening round at the moment. Coming up after the break, we're going to discuss the latest trade rumors, specifically in relation to uh, Vladislav Gavrikov and the Boston Bruins. But our episode is also brought to you today by Built Bar. 
If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you have to try a Bilt Bar. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I don't know how they do it, but they get better as they come out with new flavors with amazing macros. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. You don't have to wait around to get a box delivered to your door. You can still use Built.com, but now you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club, get a four box at Walmart, 13 bar box at Sam's Club. Go check them out. Thank me later because you're getting a delicious treat that's actually good for you. Check out Built Bar at Built.com for all their available selections. All right, so we are just about two weeks, two days away from the NHL trade deadline and a hot name to some that hit the market yesterday is Vladislav Gavrikov of the Columbus Blue Jackets. He, like Jacob Chikrin a few days ago, was made a healthy scratch last night due to trade-related reasons. I posted a screenshot of Frank Saravelli proposing Gavrikov to the Bruins for a first-round pick in 2023 and a fourth-round pick in 2024, while the Bruins retain 500K of his 2.8 million AAV. He's in the final season of that contract, can become an unrestricted free agent, so he'd likely be a rental unless the Bruins can uh convince him to resign a la Tampa's Lintome. He's 27 years old. He's a product of the 2015 NHL entry draft. Went 159th overall. Not a offensive defenseman. He's a left-hand shot and really can uh, pack a punch. He does have 10 points this season, but no more for his physicality. Now, do the Bruins need a left-hand shot? Not really. They're pretty good over there. But it seems as though the Bruins are a team that is really hot and heavy after Gavrikov. Uh, Elliot Friedman, speaking on the NHL Network yesterday, said he's going to be traded. He turned down a contract extension from Columbus earlier this year. And he's not going to play until he gets traded. He's kind of been put in bubble wrap. Friedman added, the teams that we're talking about here are Boston, potentially Toronto, LA, if they can't get Chikrin done, and uh, possibly Edmonton as well. Now, the price tag for me, if it is a first, I'm not chucking that away in a deal for Gavrikov. I'd include it in a deal for Chikrin, who's got more upside and who is under contract for a couple more seasons. I'm not giving that away for a guy like Gavrikov. I'm not adverse to trading a first-round pick be very valuable, especially in a strong draft year like we have coming up. But for a rental, for Gavrikov, who 
doesn't really address the big needs on this team. Um, you still need a forward, I think, in the top nine. You still need, yeah, a puck-moving defense. Nah, you don't need that, but some depth, particularly more on the right side where Chikrin could play. Uh, that's where I would be focusing my efforts. A Chikrin deal, you'd have to add your first and, and. Um, so maybe you settle for Gavrikov and just give up the first and a later pick next year. But he's not at the top of my list, to be honest. Um, so we'll wait and see. Trade deadline set for March 3rd, just a couple of weeks away. That is the latest on the Boston Bruins. Consider yourselves fully caught up here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Your favorite team every single day. We'll be back tomorrow to prepare you for the Nashville game and to bring you the weekly cup check and any developing news or reports out there with regards to the Bruins and the trade deadline. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On Bruins, part of the Locked On Network, your favorite team every single day.